welcome everyone to this week's episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast is all about how you can learn to live well, be healthy, have gorgeous skin inside and out, and really thrive as you get older. By sharing our knowledge through real life experiences in our holistic beauty practices using natural therapies as well as high tech science know-how, we will impart behind the scenes how-tos on how you get the most out of your day to live with vitality. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Vicky and Bronze podcast on all things holistic. This week we're talking top five summer foods for healthy skin. Yes. Uh, we're having, having a little think about what we could talk about and we thought, I thought, oh, um, of course, being summer and everyone wanting to get more healthier and always look after our skin. So I thought, well, that's probably a good topic talking about. Um, and we just list five. We can talk, kind of talk about why we choose these foods and we might have a double up. Who knows? Who so, knows? I love summer. So I, I, list- um, I, I just think that it's amazing because you have so much more variety to eat. So <laughs> I've got hundreds of foods that are yeah. favourites. Yeah, exactly, and I'm probably being really boring and and, um, limited um, choosing five, but I just wanted to keep it simple. Yeah. And, um, I yeah, when you think of salads, you think everything healthy for your skin because it's introducing minerals and vitamins and water and fibre. But I guess if I had to put one of them at my number one spot, it would be avocado. Oh, yeah. That isn't actually on my list, but it is a really good favourite. Ah, yeah. Well, also being it's a real summer fruit. Um, everyone thinks it's a vegetable, but I think most people have the idea that it is a fruit. And I guess I'm kind of um, intrigued by avocados because they actually make up a lot of my skin here as well. Mm. And one of the reasons for that is it's the, the lipids in avocado is um, very easily absorbed by the human um, skin cells. And it's quite similar to um, our own sebum. And um, another oil that is, is kind of closer, but it doesn't have the fat kind of content as Jehovah oil. Mm. So, yeah, with avocados, by just putting them into our um, salads or our our smoothie bowls it's giving us all those omegas that that we need for our healthy skin and I just find that it just keeps your skin really soft and it stops that kind of like I like to think of kind of that aging kind of scaly look that kind of gives it that sheen and that kind of almost glycerin kind of soft feeling and keeps it really supple Mm. and um, yeah I've, I've always had that kind of I think if I didn't have avocados in my diet I think I would notice my skin to be a lot drier yeah I think that's the whole thing is you you would find it kind of prunifies I call it (laughs) that's not a very technical word but it starts to the skin on top looks a bit prunish because it does dry out almost from the inside out especially if you're eating Mm. avocado so by providing it, it the skin with oils you know good oils it can actually absorb all the nutrients from our skincare, but also that collagen layer can also absorb all the nutrients from our bloodstream and all, you know, what we're eating. So yeah, 
it really helps with that plumping. Yeah, so, yeah, well, avocado stops that, um, you know, breakdown of collagen, and it's also full of um, vitamin C and vitamin E, and that's really good for inflammation and, and keeping it supple Yep. as well. Yeah, so that's my number one. Um, what's yours? My number one summer fruit is actually watermelon. Ah, that is on my list. <laughs> I thought it might be yes. because um, I don't tend to have watermelon the rest of the year, whereas I will have avocado all year round. Um, but we're in slightly different areas, so it, gr- it does grow here, avocados. Watermelon doesn't. So, And, you know, 95% of the weight of watermelon is water. So I will say it is very high in sugar <laughs> and it doesn't have much fiber. However, if you eat it like in a salad, uh, actually one of the classic salads that I like is like say rocket with watermelon and cucumber <laughs> and it's really mm. hydrating, but it gives it kind of a like a fresh zing to a salad or I might mm, put some in a yeah. smoothie and certainly in the afternoon yeah. on really hot days, it can hydrate, you know, like when you get sick of drinking water, you need a bit of a different taste. So it keeps that hydration mm. level of your skin, but also your body up when perhaps, you know, it, it seems like it's hard to drink enough water when it's really hot. Yeah. And that, funny enough, um, watermelon and cucumber were grouped together for me as oh, a real like hydrating have, kind of combination. Yeah. I know. I find cucumber awesome too. For uh, that's also on my list, and I, you know, cucumber's got, you know, it's also a green, but uh, and with the seeds. So if you're using it in like a smoothie, like lately I've been doing it with a smoothie, it just helps to detox and flush and and be good for the liver. Which, if your skin's like acne prone or rosacea prone or gets irritation of some kind, even maybe from sunblock and dirt and grime or sweat, <laughs> um, it's actually really good for keeping yep. it clean and clear from the inside so that it's metabolizing and turning over quicker so it looks more glowing. Yeah, and you can actually eat the skin. Um, I actually did it last night, I actually peeled the whole cucumber and ribbons into my salad and salad and it was really yummy um it's one of those foods i think that most people like like even little kids yes and it's a great um snacking food like to even have in nut butters it's really yes. nice yes yep and um it's it's really calming and um as you said hydrating on the skin but it helps to take like you, you probably everyone's heard of putting cucumbers on the eyes mm. it's really good for um calming down inflammation and um, soothing out the skin. So combined with watermelon, really good, really good. And yeah. you could also chuck all them into, like you were saying, like a big jug of um, water. Yes. Just to um, mix up your water, um, add a bit of mint or something. Yep. Just to, you know, make it a bit more exciting. Yeah, I find in summertime it's really good to do that. It, keep your a water jug in the fridge just to keep it cooler from like, if, especially if you're in a really hot temperature. Yeah. And then things like cucumber and mint and or parsley or whatever in the water jug make a big difference, especially in the afternoon. Like you can drink, drink, drink water in the morning and it seems okay. And then afternoon it's like, oh, actually, you're like something else. <laughs> Don't reach for the fizzy drink. Yeah, it's funny because. We were talking about that last week that 
um, even though I've been, you know, obviously thirstier in summer, I've been finding it harder to drink lots of water. And, and when I say that, I mean my average is probably more than most people anyway. But normally I can easily drink a litre and a half, two litres a day. And that's not including the water I have with exercise. But, yeah, I think it's because it hasn't been cold and it's been so damn hot that um, it's just quite tiresome, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, wow, my number two food yep. is, the vegetarians won't like this, is salmon. Ah, that nearly made my list. Yeah, yeah. And I just love salmon. I think it's quite an easy um, kind of a mega kick, um, really full of, um, you know, vitamins as well. Obviously, it's a protein. Um, it's an oily fish, so it kind of, Again, you'll notice the difference. Like a lot of people might drink a lot of water, but they don't have a lot of oils in their diet. So I think mm. that really, really makes the difference. Um, it's also a high dose of zinc. Yep. Oysters are higher, but but it's it's pretty good. Some of us um, don't like oysters. I'd much rather eat salmon. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people actually don't like salmon either, but I find if you buy the, the smoked salmon, it's a lot kind of less fishy taste if that's mm. that's the thing if that sounds right it's quite a strong flavor um, i mean i love it but you can buy the strips as well so you know you you can again yeah. add it to a salad in the strips or have it um you know like say on cucumber or you know with other stuff so you can add it in without it yeah. being too oily i find it's really nice with the eggs uh, well, like a lunch or a brunch, yeah, and um, that's kind of really what I'd call one of the good, good skin foods. Yeah, and, and, and especially added up the zinc with um, sorry, eggs. Exactly with eggs, it's perfect because then you get your nice protein as well as you know all the well, your eggs has got all your cholesterol making good cholesterol making um, properties as well. So you know what what might be interesting to talk about here is. You've mentioned avocados and salmon, which are really high in omegas. So the technical part of that is DHA and EPAs, if anyone's listening, which we won't go into the big, huge, long name, but that's the shortened version. So why is that really healthy? One, for your skin, but two, as you get older, what happens to your skin and why do you need that more? Or you need to make sure you're getting some kind of good fats into your diet for your skin. Mm. Yeah, we obviously have to replace more, you know, replace it more often as we get older. Because when we're younger, we're we um, not only born with so much more collagen, but we our um, collagen making cells. If that's trying to make it really simple here, mm. it turns over a lot faster. So everything slows down as we age. We've talked about this before. So by giving your body a helping hand with that, with not only putting kind of those omegas into your diet. Um, it will just help the skin to stay healthier and, and the skin cell to um, be plump, I guess, is, is an easy way. Is that yeah. how you explain it? Yeah, I think it, it's important for listeners to know that, you know, we do dry out no matter what our skin type when we're born, you know, our, our genetic uh, skin type, like whether we're dry, oily or combination. 
we are always going to get drier the older we get and that's just something that happens so that's why if you are typically have a dry skin that's your genetic type I'm going to use the word genetic, um, then you're going to get really dry. So you need to make sure you're getting a lot of essential fatty acids in your diet. So every single meal uh, for your skin to stay plump and firm and glowing uh, and healthy. But then if you have an oily skin, it's equally important because sometimes, you know, we have this balance between the oil and water in our skin um, and sometimes it's out of whack. But if you sometimes eat more, good oils it can balance out the oil component so it so initially yeah. when you've got oily skin it's over stimulated so you've got more oil than you need but by eating good fats you actually create the right balance of oils and the correct oil factor or that sebum you know oil production in your skin so um, part of that's from hormones so that's a little bit different but you can control a lot with your diet and therefore your skin looks amazing and you can flush out toxins easier. Um, you absorb your skincare better into the skin cells. So if you're using things for anti-aging, your skin, um, you know, uses it more efficiently. So it takes less energy, so it glows more. So those kind of things make a big difference to um, health as well as from an internal aging perspective. It's good for our brain health, good for our heart health. Uh, and obviously good for all our joints and um, that kind of thing. So those things kind of matter as we get older. And not to forget the nervous system. And the nervous system. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know how we were, some of our, our listeners will might recall a subject in the past we were talking about um, where our cells get full. And quite often um, with an oily skin, it's full of all the wrong oils. So we also talked about how, there's a misconception out there that oily skin people think that by putting oil on the skin or eating a lot of oil is going to contribute to the, the oil of the skin. It's actually the opposite. Mm. So I think most people are well educated enough now that they know about good oils and bad oils. So um, we want to put all as much of those good oils as possible into our diet and it will actually help to balance that um, bad oil or the, um, you know, we're causing acne and, um, clogging under the skin and bacteria so there is a reason yeah there is a reason for our madness and the other thing too to note there um, acne doesn't always happen just when you're younger so typically we think of it as puberty and into our early 20s especially nowadays a lot of um, boys and girls are getting acne really bad in their teens and a lot of it's to do with toxic loads so that's a session for another time <laughs> but you again can get it, and particularly if you got a lot of breakout at puberty, then at menopause or perimenopause, so from 40 years onwards, usually from 40 to 50, mm. somewhere in that 10-year period, you are more likely to get acne again. They call it adult acne, or it could be a form of rosacea, which is more the, the acne type. Um, there's different forms of rosacea. So again, Oils and then gut health, obviously, is really key for that. So salmon and mm. avocado, coming back to those two things, those two foods particularly, are awesome for, you know, really keeping everything, hormones and oil flow, so that you have great skin at a good balance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
And so what's your next food, Vicky? So my second food on my list is blueberries. I just uh-huh. love yes, blueberries. I've got, I've, got, I've got berries in general, like blackberries and raspberries added to that too, but all the yeah. All berries are yep. amazing. Tell us why. They, yeah, pretty much have. I, I'm just a big fan of blueberries, but um, mainly because of the antioxidants. Uh, I love the mm. flavour because they're, they're sweet, but they're not overly sweet. Like they've got that little bit of yep. tart to them. Um, so I will literally have them as a snack with some coconut yogurt or something like that in the afternoon. Again, a bit of freshening up or I might put some melon or something with it. I will have it in the morning with my smoothie. So for me, um, playing sport, and I know you do this too, Bronwyn, it's good as a recovery food because it's high in antioxidants. Um, And the reason it's great for your skin is anything that's got the dark coloured, so this is where all the dark coloured fruits are um, key here, is it's got this thing called prosinogens in it. So it's like vitamin C, but it at a really good uh, or polyphenols. So they actually help to bind and get rid of junk. Yeah. They're really good mm. for your heart, your skin, for um, brain health, just everything kind of flushing through. And because they're mm. high in antioxidants, they stop the breakdown of your skin aging so quickly. So instead of our yeah. um, metabolism of our skin turnover slowing down, so if, you know normally every twenty eight days when your skin's really healthy, you would make new skin. So when you're eating a good diet, especially high in antioxidants or blueberries, for example, you keep it at that twenty eight day cycle, so it looks really healthy. Typically, when we get older, it might slow down to a forty or fifty day turnover. So then your skin looks grey, mm. but tired, really flat, no colour. Hmm, that's a sign. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's also high in vitamin C, which it helps. And not to mention. Oh. Oh, you're going to say that. Words away from my mouth. We've got we've got a bit of a um, bit of a time lap happening. So that's probably why I'm not being as fast. I think you're slower than me, but it's kind of like I'm getting you kind of a bit of a second afterwards bit of a lag yeah so um cool all right well my next one on my list is um nuts and seeds uh specifically almonds Mm. high in protein and they've also got zinc as well so um as we talked about before uh protein's a building block for collagen all comes back to that and almonds are quite a High, high-ish level of zinc for a, a um, vegetarian point of view. Yep. Um, so it, it's really nice as a nut butter. It's nice as a milk. It's just one of those easy, easy foods to have. Um, adding to that, I'd probably add kind of sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds to salads or to smoothies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I'm all about keeping it simple today. Yeah, so why is zinc so important to skin, if we can let the listeners know? Well, it's great for repair and, um, yeah, skin cell turnover and um, things like dark circles, scarring. Yeah. Um, Probably in a nutshell. Amazing for Um, wound healing. So think of it when you cut your finger. It's one of the main 
um, minerals that we need for it to knit things back together again. So if you're thinking of that when, when you've got healthy skin, it's just re-knitting healthy collagen <clears throat> um, and also repairing damaged stuff. So plus it's good for your immune yeah. system. So that's the other key thing. to Yeah, exactly, especially in these times. But yeah. um, going back to acne skin, if you'll see, you know, these people with acne, they've got a lot of uh, scarring from deep deep acne. And if they're low in zinc in their diet, which quite, quite often um, acne-prone skin are, yeah, and it's usually because of the congestion factor. Um, they, it's very hard for them to their skin cells to um, turn over and um, to proliferate. So they often have this acne scarring, and you probably find if you if you look deeper, they're, they're low in zinc. So getting zinc into their diet is a big thing. You know the and other obviously thing, as we're talking about aging. Sorry. Um, you know, the other thing too about zinc deficiencies is sometimes you get the cracks in the side of your mouth. Oh, you, yes. Yeah, so if anyone constantly, if this is a regular thing for you, so every now and then it's this is not zinc deficiency, but, but if you regularly get cracks at the side of your mouth, it can be a zinc deficiency. So zinc and vitamin C are always good to take together. Um, so... You know, it just helps that regeneration and repair process. And also the white spot, you know, you can get white flecks on your nails. That's quite often zinc deficiency as well. So averaging yeah. on your nails. It's quite often calcium deficient as well, though, isn't yes. it, those white spots? Yeah. Um, so would you would you advise clients to take zinc in a supplement? I think uh, in these times, it's actually a really wise thing to do zinc. Also, the other good thing about zinc uh, it works again it works really well with procinidins and vitamin c for your eyes eye health <laughs> so as we get older um yeah. you know there's a whole lot of other things that it helps with and if we're depleted in any of our minerals you know hormone balance and energy and that nervous system so sleep is impacted um brain health that type of thing but our eyes so for me it was more about blurry vision um, we're on our computers a lot more um, and just for general energy, basically. But, yes, I think everyone over sort of 40 should be on zinc regardless of the times. <laughs> but it's really important to stick to the dosage. You can easily overdose on zinc yeah. and it's not so good, right? Correct. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's probably all we need to say about that, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, it's good. It's good to point things out. What about, what's your next food? Uh, my next food is pineapple, actually. Yeah, pineapple. Okay. Mm. So, um, I, yeah, pineapple because a couple of things. I um, have for, suffered for years and years with gut health issues, and I think mostly mine has been from being typically more of an anxious um, I'm going to say personality type. I'm always anxious about something. And that started like maybe in my 20s. And then as I had kids, you know, I, I got food allergies. And then in my 40s, I got a parasite. And so it's taken me 10 or so years to kind of heal my gut. But one of the things I love is pineapple's got 
uh, a lot of enzymes that help our gut health. So the skin and the gut are very closely related. So I just find when I'm eating a lot of pineapple, um, my skin is usually glowing and healthy and it holds the hydration. So I really like to add it to my smoothies over summertime. And then, you know, like maybe in the weekends, I cut up a pineapple and then just cut it into chunks and put it in the in a little bag in the fridge so I can munch on it. Mm. So that's a phase. And it's also got the enzymes in it, um, which will actually help to turn over skin cells if you put it on the surface of your skin. You yep. could actually soak pineapple into like milk and use that as like a face uh, paste. And yep. it could be like a little, a little kind of tonic for your skin that will actually help to slough off your dead skin cells Thank yeah you. and that's um actually you know in <laughs> in uh, skincare they use well in in salons they'll use like alpha hydroxy acids pineapple yeah. enzyme bromelain is quite often used so it's really good for that skin mm. exfoliation the other thing um is it's really high in vitamin c obviously for collagen and vitamin b6 so b's are really mm. important normally we would say for stress but if you think you get irritated skin and also you've got sun damage happening a little bit more often in the summertime, mm. creates stress or free radical damage to your skin. So it actually helps with that um, taking away redness from the heat, taking away redness from the UV damage um, and soothing and healing and repairing a lot more. And good for um, age spots. Yes, imitation. Dark, dark sunspots. Yeah. Um, well, the, the weird thing about pineapple is I can't take it. Lots it's of about people. one of the only foods I can't have. And um, it was kind of gives me a gut ache. It mm. must be too stimulating or something. Could be. And when I Googled it, um, it said that, yeah, some people do have this um, reaction to it, that it, the the enzymes will kind of basically cause inflammation rather than do the opposite. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh. now the only way I can take it is in a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite cool. You know why? So I'm quite happy with that. You know why that might happen? And so if you want to uh, have the benefit of pineapple and don't want to have a pina colada, well, who would not want to have a pina colada? Just have it with some healthy fats like coconut oil. Which, yeah, I was actually going to say, but then I couldn't. I couldn't resist it because you know, pina coladas also have coconut milk in it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just a holistic girl. I mean, I just listen to my body, Vicky. I mean, you know. <laughs> actually, I just heard on the TV this morning, um, this guy being interviewed from the US. He's a big uh, nutrition coach and all that, and he was talking about intuitive healing, uh, intuitive diets. And so, yeah. which of course is what we've been talking about all this time. Uh, so, so that's what you're doing. You see, you're listening to your gut. Yeah, and I also think pina colada is kind of one of those those drinks that you know you're, you're taking the fat, so you're lining your stomach. Yep. You kind of got your pineapple. You got your coconut. Your oh, it's just like you know. And I, I still can't, I can't help myself but think of that song. You know, do you like pina colada? Pina colada. Getting caught in the rain. Exactly, same. <laughs> it's showing our age now. <laughs> Such a classic song. <sighs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. 
So, so, so what's um, next on your list? Have we covered everything? Well, we basically covered everything because, you know, I had the avocado, the salmon, and then I had the water, watermelon and cucumber, and then I had uh, nuts and seeds, and then I had berries. But I do also have, if I want to sneak in another one, is speaking of pina coladas, is coconut milk. Yeah, I love coconut um, milk. Yeah, or you could also say coconut fat. Um, again, don't be scared of, of the of the fat name. Um, coconut um, fat is just so good for the skin, so good mm. for your body, and it's one of the good cholesterols. And you can actually burn it to a high uh, degree and it won't um, break down and cause any carcinogenic properties. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that's really good so for you, really. It's really good for stir frying. So if anyone uses um, like fry, olive yeah, oil yeah. to stir fry vegetables and stuff, use uh, coconut fat oil or coconut fat, you know, f instead of olive oil. Uh, and same for roasting, actually. I do use olive oil now because everyone tells me off mm. with the coconut, but I'd rather use the coconut oil myself personally. It does go... Um, I'm going to tell you what because they can taste it and they don't like it but i love it so um oh i see they don't like that coconut taste yeah, yeah. which um, you only get a very soft taste of it so mm, working on it yeah I, I quite often will mix the two yeah because of that yeah kind of like um you know like maybe put your potatoes in a a bag of oil with olive oil and give them a good shake and then yep. um just add a couple of dollops of the coconut into the pan. Yeah. Um, and it kind of works well because it keeps everything at a good temperature so the olive oil doesn't have to kind of get too hot. Yeah. That's kind of my little secret I do. Yeah. Um, and also you can't, use co you can't use coconut oil, obviously, to salads. Um, good luck with that if you are. Because, yeah, it does solidify at room temperature. Or that unless you're in um, like 30 degrees, it's sort of liquid on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty, pretty kind of almost runny here now, but you still wouldn't want to use it as a salad oil. No. Wouldn't be that pleasant. But it, it, it's really nice, actually, in, in a smoothie. It's I awesome it in a smoothie. Really I love it. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, too, is if you make bliss balls, um, coconut's really, mm. coconut oil is really good for binding, so you can use it to make your mixture and it makes it more sticky and it then it's got lots of good fats in it and then you can just roll it in coconut flakes to kind of make it into a ball and exactly yeah and and the the um the coconut um flesh dried out is actually a really good fiber so you're getting the benefits that way yeah, and if you're cooking rice or frika or any of those ancient grains, you can cook it in coconut milk rather than water mm. if you're yeah. wanting a bit of extra fats, um, good yeah. fats. So that And that can also be, you know, add a little bit more protein as well. Exactly. So that's a good one. And especially for, you know, those vegans out there. Yes. It's good to get as much protein in them as you can. Yeah, exactly. Every little bit kind of adds up. So so everyone, well, all of us women need to be aiming for 20 to 25 grams of protein every meal. So that's four times a day so that we can get it in. So that's quite, if you Google it, like say you're eating 
say you're having a, um, what would you have, like a, a salad with chicken, um, with stripped, you know, pulled chicken or whatever. So just Google how much chick, how much um, chicken do I need to get 20 grams? And it gives mm. you the quantity. It's quite a lot. <laughs> so like 200. About, I think oh, is it? I would have said about 125 uh, gram portion, something like that. Yeah. I kind of use the palm of my hand as a guide if I kind of put that much in. But sometimes it's not enough. So do check. Um, and so like an egg is a good example. How much protein is in an egg? It's like eight grams. So have you got any more foods on your list? No, I had uh, watermelon, blueberries and melons, also for the fibre, cucumber and pineapple. Those were my main ones, but all, all your ones you mentioned I um, totally are up there with my top ones as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing I would add to that um, particular but it's not a food, obviously, is water, and we go on about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but especially kind of in this heat, we need to put back that water. If Even if we're um, doing some kind of simple exercise in this heat, it's kind of like we're, we're kind of running the marathon, so we need to just replenish our internal organs as well as our skin. And, and don't forget, you know, like our skin even though it's the largest organ, it, it will often, it will get all the hydration and the nutrients last. Yes. So all our internal organs are going to be fed first. And so you can imagine that to get to our skin, we need to protect it and nourish it a lot more than we than we think we do. Yeah, um, and, that's, and that's key, particularly, as you said, with the heat, but also the sun damage, the actual UV damage. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've yeah. got radiant heat as well as UV heat, basically. So you've got two things really intensely that are, and then we've got air conditioning. So over here in Australia, we have air conditioning a lot. So you can go from being outside to being in a mall or being at home even. So you've got varying temperatures and um, stripping things for your skin that irritate and suck the moisture out. So you really got to be internally hydrating as well as protecting your skin from that moisture loss. Yeah, and going back to berries and stuff like that and the salmon and the avocado, by eating those foods, we're naturally uh, protecting, almost putting like a natural barrier on, so protecting your skin from those um, external factors as well. So yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of like your invisible mask. Which is I always nice, remember those um, vitamins like vitamin C and E and stuff for that collagen layer that you eat internally are like your little umbrella for your UV so that the damage doesn't so obviously it still goes it down yeah, yeah but it kind of is a little bit more filtered or protected like it's not yeah, it's like a buffer yeah it's a buffer yeah and and like getting on the subject of sunscreens obviously that's a big big talk um but I always prefer a physical block. So like uh, a natural sunscreen that will contain a zinc. Um, or sorry, uh, you know, like a titanium um, dioxide, which is a natural clay. Yep. So when even if you had chemicals in your sunscreen and say the SPF is 20, um, when that um, has, used, you know, the time has been used up, you've got that natural barrier, so it's kind of like a another buffer. 
Yeah. Which is kind of almost like a, a clay a clay barrier. An so that is really important. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we can make that our topic next week is to talk about um, sunblocks and SPF so people know how to work okay. out correct SPF yep. timings and how often they should put their sunblocks on and, um, you know, how to Good properly idea. protect their skin because pigmentation is a big thing that a lot of people are concerned about and that comes from UV damage and that's a long-term build of damage. Yeah. So uh, just knowing a few things that will help with that will be good. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's something else I was going to say, but um, I'm losing it now. It'll come back to me. I think uh, that's about it. So, yeah. I think that's our five summer foods for healthy skin. Yeah. Sounds oh, good. Oh, I now. know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say just quickly is – also, don't forget, you know, we've talked about before, if you're having alcohol or you're having things like uh, coffee or sugary drinks, that takes away what you put in. So then, sorry to be the um, carrier of bad news, folks, but you've got to actually put more in. Um, coffee is a, a stimulant and it's a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, diuretic. Diuretic. So it will actually take out the water from your system. So, you know, you've drunk a litre of water and you've had a couple of coffees. There goes those that litre of water. Um, alcohol is just as bad or even worse. Um, and also a good way for people to remember is uh, coffee is now added to body treatments for cellulite. And that's yeah. why is because it draws out from, you know, you put like a coffee in a, mask on on your cellulite and it draws out the toxins through your skin with the coffee so you think that that's what it's doing to the water inside your body and it's drawing out a lot of minerals as well so mm -hmm. every cup of coffee we've got to put back more stuff yeah and agree alcohol is stripping away water um it's a diuretic as well plus it's stripping away all the nutrients yeah so I always try to tell people to have every glass of alcohol, they probably should have two glasses of water, but it's probably not likely to happen. I know a lot of my friends. But at least have a glass of water sitting there with a glass of wine. And if yeah. you're thirsty, pick up your water rather than sculling your wine. Yeah. Um, and, and also when you go to bed. When you're thirsty. Yeah, when you, <laughs> which is sometimes hard when you're hanging out after a long day. At the beach. <laughs> not thinking uh, of anyone in particular, huh? Not mentioning anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say about alcohol, I know, always make it a habit to have a water on your bedside table because, you know, what? if you've been drinking mm. at night, you know, it's usually in the evening, not always, I guess, um, with your pina coladas, make sure you have lots <laughs> of water before you go to bed and if you can, have a multivitamin with bees in it <laughs> because yeah, yeah. the bees replace the electrolytes that the alcohol strips out that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So at least you don't and wake up with a headache because you're dehydrated or feeling sick because you're dehydrated. It's all to do with dehydration. Yeah, that's always the big thing for me. But I always take a glass of water to bed. In fact, I don't leave, I'd leave it there, never take it away. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people that just will wake up um, 
thirsty or if I do wake up thirsty, I won't go back to sleep. You know, like I just have to – and I'm not talking about having a glass of water. I'm just saying a little sip. Yeah. Um, but if I've been out drinking, oh, my gosh, that's the big thing that wakes me up or makes me feel crap in the morning. Um, so I like I always come home and have a herbal tea now when I've had a night out. And I might wake up and um, want to go – um, for a pee in the middle of the night, but I'd r- much rather do that than wake up dehydrated. That's not yeah, nice feeling at all. Exactly. And at least and when I you always notice up, it in my skin, do you? Yep, definitely. So oh also, t- you know, you notice it around your eyes, like when you're dehydrated. <gasps> yeah, those little yeah. fine lines around your eyes. It looks like a crepey bag thing's happening. <laughs> it's, and you've got the, the dark lines under your eyes are kind of um, emphasized. Yep. And it's kind of almost like, it's kind of I think nature's way of telling you oh but it's it's almost like you're looking at your face from a times five microscope and you had a night out oh my goodness that's not good we see all the bad stuff because we know what what to look for (laughs) I reckon clients should come in for a facial after a big night out and we show them a microscopic look of their skin or something and I don't think they'll do it in a hurry again I know that's the problem we don't we really know that it's bad for us but we still want to have a good luck we want to have a life but anyway everything in moderation oh the other thing I did the other nasty nasty that I didn't um every beauty therapist nightmare that we didn't talk about is smoking Oh, yes. It can deplete all these all these things we've talked about, you know. Like, I don't really know how its body's got an amazing way of getting vitamins it needs. It will suck them out. But smokers, they just get so much, a lot less nutrients and water to their skin, let alone their other organs. Um, I, I guess my biggest advice is um, drink heaps of water and eat heaps of healthy foods yeah um, just to negate. smoking obviously yeah but. sometimes that's easier said than done i definitely think mm. with a smoker's skin so obviously as a beauty therapist we can tell just so you know out there <laughs> if you, you say that you don't smoke and you're on the bed we can tell if you're smoking because one the texture of your skin is different the color is different kind of gray and it smells so we can smell it because it kind of excretes it so just kind of fess up and go hey look i have the occasional smoke or or a social smoker because then you can be we can as a therapist be more aggressive if you like with what we do because it takes more work to do the anti-aging side of things because it's depleted of nutrients and it needs extra hydration and it needs to be boosted and it needs the filling and it needs the exfoliation. Oh, and and I guess we should leave it there because we don't really want to be too much of a burden of bad news. But um, what I will leave there with one thought and – I had um, I was giving this lecture to my friend over the holidays actually who's become a smoker again. <gasps> Shock horror. And I said to her, Do you realise the reason why dentists ask you if you're a smoker? And it's nothing to do with your teeth, the colour of your teeth, the staining of your teeth. And she looked at me horrified and I said, It's because if they if you internally they nick you and you internally bleed, you actually can bleed to death. Did you know that? And the reason being is because your skin doesn't um, knit back together and you you don't heal the same because you're also blocked up. 
Yeah. It's kind of almost like, um, almost if you think of the analogy of um, digging a hole in the beach and um, in black sand and letting the tide come in and it filling up and you're trying to dig out all that sand and it keeps filling up, it's kind of almost like that, that it doesn't get a chance to to repair. Repair, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, that's, and that's the circulation thing too, which is why diabetes becomes an well, issue. It's the big, it's the big um, circulation thing, really, the big healing thing, which is all about circulation, isn't it? And, and skin and circulation, obviously, are closely related because... Yeah. The skin's on the outside of our body and, I mean, obviously all our blood's on the inside. So it's got to carry the nutrients out to the surface of our skin, including our face. So when that's yeah. not working, that network's not working well because it's dodgy with toxin buildup and plaque and all the, all the things, gunge. Um, Nicotine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you think of your arteries, then you think of your veins and then you think of your capillaries all those branches of networks um, yeah. for the circuitry system and one takes the nutrients in and the other the you know if you think of the red for the nutrients and the blue for the um the detoxin and that's all um all clogged up yep so it means so, you can't get rid of toxins as efficiently so you get more cellulite just saying <laughs> yeah but plus they get have you noticed that they get the the deep lines around their mouth on sucking in the cigarette, the older they get, those lines stay there. Yeah. So they they look like they're sucking on a cigarette even though they, they aren't anymore. Yeah. And that's when you get also that that um, starts to then break down throughout the skin outwards, you know, like that jowl area. And then the sagging mm. happens because you lose elasticity because your collagen doesn't uh, rebuild as efficiently. So that's also around all your joints. But you see it on your skin. So I definitely think over 40, if you're still smoking, you start to look uh, older than you are uh, more quickly, you know, and you might not have had to do much with your skin before that, but then after that you think, hey, I've got to really start looking mm-hmm. after my skin. Yeah. Yeah. And um, your face is obviously your autobiography, so that's all we'll say on that subject. That's a cool way of saying it, actually. I always say, you know, it's always a reflection of what's happening on the inside, but autobiography, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Well, there's, you know, us um, wise women. Us wise women. We are wise 50s. women. We like to drink. In moderation, of course. In moderation. <laughs> Hey, and we'll both be 56 this year, so uh, on, and, that, and that suddenly seems a little closer to 60. <laughs> I know it's just oh a number, but... Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, until next week, people, and, yeah, let's talk about sunblocks and SPFs next week. Yep, perfect. Talk to you then. Bye. Adios. Bye. Bye. And there we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron on all things living well, being healthy and having gorgeous skin so you can thrive and live with vitality. Follow the podcast on this platform if you enjoyed the episode and want to hear more. You'll be notified when we upload new episodes. If you loved what you heard, 
share and follow us on our platforms and drop us a note on what you'd like to hear more of. Until next week. Bye.